Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Northstorm, good ready. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. Yeah, you can kind of tell my tone is a little softer this time around than I normally record Eagle Eyes on Tech because, well, I unfortunately had to record this at the very last minute. Because unfortunately, in everything that's gone on, all of the stories I didn't get to for main Eagle Eyes on Tech were lost. So that was unfortunate. So the ones I actually had intention of getting are pretty much gone. It would take me way too long. I would basically have to redo the prep for Eagle Eyes on Tech, re-listen to the entire two-hour podcast to see what I did get to, what I didn't, and then hope that the stories I didn't get to were actually included. It just didn't seem worth it. I do, however, have content to talk about. I also do have a sneak peek at the first of the 2022 bumpers, which seems kind of weird that we're already that close to the end of 2021. The flow of time has now just been... It's been... It's hard to explain how 2021 feels it feels like it lasted forever but yet it's gone by so quickly and i i want to blame 2020 for that but i digress this first story actually comes from lewis rossman for those who don't know who lewis rossman is he is a business owner of a electronics repair shop. The Rossman Repair Group, which is what Lewis Rossman is in charge of, mainly specializes in MacBooks, but they do do repairs on a number of different devices, including iPhones. The other thing is that also the Rossman Repair Group has also been at the forefront of the right to repair movement. Well, it has unfortunately come out, reported by Lewis Rossman. I believe he is reporting this from, I'm not sure if it's iFixit or another group entirely. And I feel bad that um, I do not have the exact organization that first discovered this, but apparently... There is a dedicated chip on the screen of every single one of the iPhone 13s that if this chip is not swapped along with the screen, or if it's not just, you know, reprogrammed by the authorized Apple technician, Face ID will refuse to work. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. All right. Let's pretend you had the ability to change your own screen. All right. Let's pretend that for a second. You go ahead. You get a brand new screen and it is a factory original screen. It is one from Apple. All right. 
You have the correct part. You didn't go get a knockoff one. In fact, let's even say that you had a... You had an iPhone that for whatever reason doesn't turn on. The battery went dead. But the screen's still good. You swapped the screen from that old iPhone into the new iPhone. And then one of the core components, the face scanner, doesn't work. But it did work in the old one. What is the reason for this? What possible reason would there be for Face ID to just refuse to work? Data for the face isn't stored in the screen. When push comes to shove, there is no reason for this. Except to discourage quote-unquote unauthorized repair. Apple has tried to do this sort of thing in the past as well. And in the end, they got massive blowback. And they should get massive blowback for this as well. Because in the end, the only reason to do this is to hinder independent repair. It is a, mo it is a move that would be, I, I would strongly argue, anti-competitive. Very much anti-competitive. That Apple is trying to have this monopoly on repairing their own devices. Uh, but there's an authorized service program thing. Yeah, have you seen the prices for the parts for the authorized program? It's outrageous. What's even more outrageous is that to be part of the unauthor to be part of the authorized repair program for Apple. You must provide a disgusting amount of data on your customers back to Apple. In addition to opening up your shop to random searches by Apple for contraband. As in like official parts that you're holding on stock so you can do the repair the same day. You know, like every other repair shop in existence. And that you can be subjected to those same searches and fines up to five years after you exit the program. But no, please go, go ahead. Tell me again how Apple is consumer friendly. Yeah, there's just no excuse for this kind of nonsense. Especially since the person who loses out in the end is not only the independent business owner, 
but the consumer. You smash your iPhone screen, well, guess what? You have to wait. Or you have to go ahead and get a subpar part that somehow does work with the iPhone and then watch your subpar phone with now a subpar component in it not function properly down the road. Yeah, try that. Lower quality screens will have Face ID work, but of course they can result in early failure. Part of me wants to say that it's not sabotage, but holy cow, does it smell like independent repair sabotage? Needless to say, it's more of Apple being Apple, and as much as I just want to go, eh, whatever, I'm tired of it by now. If you don't bash back against Apple, then you find those sort of shenanigans being done by other companies. That's how I have a Samsung phone here with no SD card slot, with no headphone jack. And with components on it that if they're swapped out, they no longer function. Samsung, the anti-Apple company. And now they're just as bad. And yes, I am still salty about it. You should be too. Because again, this is the kind of stuff that does need to be pushed back against. I think we're actually going to take our break here a bit early. Just because I want to make sure I get a break in so that you guys can hear one of the new bumpers for 2022. And also because, well, there's not a whole lot to update on the back end. But I do have some Twitch studio stories. We'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Yep, Legacy of the Wizard is still going to be in the rotation. I actually don't know how it's taken us this long to include the introduction. Legacy of the Wizard is really is one of those gems on the NES, although the game itself is an almost unbeatable nightmare, unless you uh, have some help from a guide or something. The music work in the game is just top-notch. And they have done things to that NES and made it sing in ways that you, you would have never thought possible back in the day. It is incredible what they've done. Legacy of the Wizard stays in the rotation with their opening title theme now. We're still working on a lot of the various bumpers, but I will have more to share next week, of course. The hard one, actually, this time around, 
it's going to be, we always have one bumper that's always had a sense of dread in it. And this has come, fortunately, from the secret of mana, from Oracle, and then from the Dark Star. I don't know how I'm going to get a more dread-inducing track than the Dark Star. But I'll be doing some research. I'll hopefully find something. Hopefully, hopefully something comes up. We have some Twitch news. First off, and we didn't really talk about this whole lot because this was just kind of a, I'm sorry, what moment? Twitch changed how chat bans worked for a moment. Chat bans would force whoever you banned to also unfollow. And Twitch said this was an attempt to curb the follow bot pro problem that's been going on, which pretty much has solved itself now. Almost all the follow bots, excuse me, it's getting really late here as I'm recording this. All the follow bots problems have pretty much just kind of solved themselves for the most part. There's still some here and there, but it's nowhere near as rampant as it was where you would get, you know, dozens upon dozens of fake followers that would just flood your feed. Sometimes hundreds, thousands. It's no longer the case now. Not that it mattered because all those follow bots would just follow and then unfollow. They only wanted to trigger the alert, but Twitch admitted they enabled this feature way too early that they didn't want to enable it as early as they did and have rolled back the change. They did roll out the new hype train level celebration, which pretty much has a fireworks worth of emotes that will go off whenever hype train's going on and is completed. Unfortunately, you do not have the ability to, ch to choose which emotes. Kind of disappointing, but thanks, I guess, Twitch, for the feature no one asked for. That was super uh, nothing of you. Speaking of features that no one asked for. Instant gift subbing. With the push of a single button on the screen. Money will be instantly deducted from your account and sub guests will be gifted to the community. I can see certain situations where this is useful. If you're a streamer, you have a metric ton of things going on and I, and I, and I, you know, I have some sort of challenge going on that's with every donation to a charity I gift out subs you know something like that I wouldn't mind having a one click button for that but for the viewer though I don't feel comfortable with that 
What if it's a touchscreen and just like your kid goes over and goes, ooh, shiny button, click up, there goes 20 bucks. LOL. I feel like I would need to see what it, um, the details on this. It's not out for everyone yet. It has been an experiment. I would be all on board for this if it was opt-in. Meaning that you as the user have to enable it in order for these buttons to even appear. If it's opt out or meant or just always there, no, not a fan, not a fan at all. And finally, one last little bit of Twitch news that has come across my radar, but I haven't been able to confirm yet. Let's first go over how things work on Twitch when it comes to your viewership. On Twitch, you have virtually no discoverability. You just don't. The only way really to get discovered on Twitch is either A, someone's looking for the category that you're in and then finds you and then clicks you. But when you're on a list of 20, 30, 40, 50,000, unless you're ordering from smallest to largest, you're not going to get found. And if you're like me and you've already have a bit of a following, but a very small one, you're not going to show up at the bottom at all. Your only way of getting discovered then is basically to either A, look at other outlets to go ahead and show what you got, like Twitter, like YouTube, like TikTok or whatever, or and this is the one that most people do on Twitch. Or on Twitch, you go ahead and you raid. By typing slash raid and then someone else's channel, you go ahead and send all of your viewers over to that other channel. That other channel gets a benefit because, you know, all of a sudden their viewership numbers go up and usually roughly 5% of the people in that raid stick around and you know win for win for the streamer but more importantly you as the raider get your name out there to another community saying hey i stream and a lot of those other communities will in fact shout you out and show what you were doing last that is actually one of the keys to how i built up my community was with rating. The other element to consider in all this is pre-roll advertisements. Pretty much on Twitch, the only advertisements you get by default are what are called pre-rolls. You step into a stream, you get a 30 second ad. 
Unless. Unless. That streamer runs manual mid-rolls. Right now it is roughly three minutes of ads for one hour of no pre-rolls. At least that's what I'm told it is now. It used to be uh, three minutes of ads for 30 minutes of no pre-rolls, which was gross. Now it's supposedly one hour. But if you rated, these pre-rolls wouldn't show. Well, the report I have gotten says that is no longer the case. Now, rating does result in getting a pre-roll ad. You know, lately things on Twitch it feels just it feels like you're constantly being beaten down, you know? It's hard for me to look at Twitch and YouTube right now without thinking about World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14. World of Warcraft is losing its top dog position in the MMO world because they continue to just be complacent with the way they're operating. New features have been terrible. The way they're managing themselves just feels worse and worse. Features that were there are just taken away to go ahead and ruin the experience. And on the other hand, you have YouTube, or in the case of the analogy of Final Fantasy XIV, that has gone over its system over and over and over again to keep improving itself, to be able to just keep trying to better itself. But the only reason you stay with World of Warcraft or Twitch is because, well, you just don't want to leave. Like things will get better, right? In the case of World of Warcraft, it didn't. And they just continued more and more and more and more to just simply ignore their users and the experience just kept getting worse. World of Warcraft is currently in a death spiral right now. More people are leaving World of Warcraft because more people are leaving World of Warcraft. And it's spiraling in on itself. How long 
how long until Twitch becomes wow? And here's the next question. Will Twitch realize this in reverse course before they enter the death spiral? Or is Twitch already in the death spiral? I'm not going to lie. As a streamer, and as one that fortunately does not have to look at their channel and say, whatever move I make, it's has to be be one that I can still make a living. Fortunately, I have, you know, a, a, a job. Streaming is my hobby. I can very safely take a plunge over to YouTube. Yeah, I take a hit in my viewership. I'm sure... I would go from my usual 10 to 20 viewers down to five. But at the same time, I have to look at the, the stream as well. The fact that I can't really dedicate as much time as I used to to constantly bettering the stream and say, you know, maybe it's time for a change just to see if we can make it happen somewhere else. And it's not like, I don't think there's going to be a big event. It's just going to be de a death by a thousand cuts. Because I mean, let's be honest, that's what it is right now. You just keep going, and going, and going, and going. And just more and more and more. You just continue to wonder, why do I put up with this? Trust me, this is a conversation that is going on with way more streamers than anyone would want to admit. I guarantee it. Folks, that is going to do it for this bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't yet, check out the main podcast, Eagle Eyes on Tech, of course. And the daily podcast, the early bird briefing, and, well, for now at least, check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Take care, and I hope you have a good day. Bye-bye.